Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I have a very special guest with me and a man I reference many, many times on this podcast because he's taught me so many valuable life lessons and really helped me in my personal growth journey. Today, we're going to be talking with Joseph McClendon III, and we're going to be talking about many things, self-confidence, magnetism, success, and much, much more. And the amount Joseph could share of us could go on for days, but today we're going to condense it into a nice half an hour discussion. So welcome to the show today, Joseph. Johnny, thank you so much for having me. It is my pleasure, and good luck on condensing it to a half hour. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we're get, we're gonna try and stick to the schedule. I've had um, I've been to many Tony Robbins events when he said it's uh, only one more thing and it's usually two hours. But I we're get for the events of this, we're gonna keep it to the thirty minutes or thereabouts. So I'll just do a quick introduction to Joseph, and then we'll go into the conversation. So Joseph McClendon III has a doctorate in neuropsychology and is one of the most sought-after ultimate performance specialists in the industry. Having coached Academy Award winning actors, Olympic athletes, Fortune 100 CEOs, and even royalty, Joseph has perfected the ability to create rapid personal change that effectively moves people to take more consistent action with their personal and business achievements. Now, he teaches these methods to students of the Neuroencoding Institute, me being one of them, uh, and it's a great qualification, and equips them to become neuroencoding specialists through the neuroencoding certification and license program. So, Joseph, um, I've, I've obviously said a little bit about you, um, and I do mention you a lot of my episodes and things I've learned from you. Um, but could you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to help so many people? And obviously, you're working with some high profile people, but I know you've been working with all sorts of levels for decades and decades. So what was it that really drove you to be a high performance specialist and go out and help other people? Well, that's a great question. And the, the real answer is, Johnny, is that somebody helped me in the worst time of my life. Um, I was homeless once, you, you know this. I, I was mm -hmm. living in a cardboard box. And what changed my life was somebody that I didn't know uh, kind of took me under his wing. And he did it by giving me a book. And the book was Think and Grow Rich. And he made me read the book. And I mean, made me read the book because I didn't want to. I was uh, you know, in a very bad place. I read the book and it changed my life. And when I went back to him and I asked him, I said, you know, what can I do for you? What, what do I do to repay you because you've changed my life? And what he said to me, and I was 19 at the time, what he said to me was, how you repay me is you do the same that I've done for you, for as many people as you can for the rest of your life. And he said, I, that's how you repay me. And to be honest with you, I was 19 years old. And I really didn't know what that meant, but I was raised, my mom and my dad, we were always, you know, giving back and always doing charitable things and things like that. So that stuck with me. And that was the impetus. That was the beginning of it. And it just grew from there. And I will say, honestly, it was, I had to heal myself first because I didn't feel like, how could I show somebody something if I wasn't there myself? And, uh, you know, you talk about overthinking. Well, I was the king in those days. So I had to heal that in myself first. Ah, 
Amazing. Yeah. And I remember hearing this story many, many times. It always reminds me to go back and read the, the book. I uh, think and grow rich yeah. every time I hear yeah. that. Uh, value, valuable one. So yeah, someone, a stranger helped you and you, you therefore sought to help other people. And I, I like what you talked about healing yourself first, because I think, I think for a lot of us, there's a lot of coaches in the world, particularly, and I've, I've been guilty of doing this as well. It's, it's very much like, oh, I want to go and uh, help someone else, but I've not dealt with my own issues first. And therefore I'm not able to give the best of myself. And I know other people have shared that with me as well. So uh, I think that's a really important point to make sure you're, you're treating yourself because we forget that in this day. Yeah, that you are. You don't have to be completely healed to help somebody mm. else. There's always somebody. Listen, I've always believed and my mentors have always taught me, Johnny, that you never know when just a couple of words can change somebody's life. Even if it's just a two degree shift right now, take it out a couple of years. It's a completely different life that they have. So uh, if I'm giving the impression to anybody that you have to be perfect before you do anything, that's overthinking in its, in its you know, purest form right there. You don't start doing something. And, and once I started, I got the bug and the bug is what we all have that, it, you know, there's not a person on the planet that, that doesn't feel good when we help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you, when you do it on a level that you start changing people's lives, especially if you have processes to do that, then you really get the bug and you, and you, you, you spread it out and you make a difference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. I like what you, you were saying about, um, you don't have to be like the, well, I don't like the word perfect anyway, but you don't have to be the, the complete picture, like the complete finished article yeah. of something. You, you just got to be demonstrating and making progress in that area. I mean, perfect. yeah, yes. I guess it's like, a, you know, if, if you were a fitness trader and you just ate Mars bars or candy bars and <laughs> didn't exercise, you know, there'd probably be a bit of an issue and yeah, integrity issue there. But if you're like in shape and maybe you fall off the wagon now and then have some fast food, you know, that's okay. But yeah. Or even if you're along the way, if you're, like you said, if you're, if you, if you carry the moniker that you're a fitness expert, then obviously you need to be in shape. And could you be somebody that's lost 10 pounds and help somebody that needs to lose 10 pounds? The answer is yes. So you don't have to be, mm -hmm. listen, there's always somebody out there that needs your help always. And nowadays, it's so much easier because we've got social media. You just put it out there and there's going to be somebody that, that could use your help. Wow. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful message for self-doubt. And we talk about this a lot on this podcast. Uh, it's, it's an issue when I've worked with a client as well that, and because I've seen it myself, like lots of self-doubt that we think, oh, we got, we haven't done much, but we forget those little steps we've taken right. and actually someone else hasn't taken those. So thank you for highlighting that little bridge we can be for someone even if it's a small yeah i johnny i i consider self-doubt as being just forgetting how much of a badass you really are if you mm -hmm. listen when when you have self-doubt when you're doubting that you can do something it means that you you've forgotten that just the fact that you're here on this planet that you're alive and your heart is beating means that you beat out millions and you outswam you outthought you outfought millions of other little sperms just to get born. That's how much of a badass you, you already are. It's inside of you and so many other things. And when we doubt something, it just means, again, and I love your term overthinking. We're forgetting that, wait a minute, I can do so much and I can, if somebody else has done this, if somebody else has done something similar to this, then I can do it as well. And that that confidence is just to remember your level of um 
of uh, skill in being able to do anything that you want, that you put your mind to and you put your body to. Yeah, and that brings up the uh, one of the exercises I remember reading in your book, um, Awesome Source. Um, and it, it was like that, just that five minutes of just writing down, yeah. writing down all the things you've achieved, then your brain starts subconsciously looking for it more and more. And I just thought that was a really cool exercise because it, it can be small. Yeah, it's a rewiring exercise. You know me, I'm all about <laughs> helping people not just not just realize something, but start to rewire the brain so that we default to that. And everything that we've ever touched, tasted, smelled, experienced in our lives is in our unconscious or other than conscious mind. And and to, you know, if you're if everybody's watching this, I'm putting my hands together like I'm forming something together to to remember means to put back together to dismember means to take apart and to remember means that you are reattaching your unconscious memories and along with those memories come the feelings you know confidence and all that stuff with your conscious uh, uh, mind and what happens is it develops in what's called new neuro associations the brain develops quicker and easier pathways to get there and we start to default to that. If we just, you know, the exercise that you're talking about, if you just write down things that you've accomplished, and at the end of that, you pat yourself on the back, then the nervous system says, hey, I'm already awesome. And if I've done this, then I can do this. And it's just, it's kind of like you never get in your car and go, I wonder if I can drive the car. Mm. You know, because you, you remember on an unconscious lever, level. There's so much, you have so much connective tissue between the experiences that you've had, the successes that you've had of driving that car, and now what's right up front, that it becomes automatic and you don't even think about it, it just becomes automatic and you do it. Well, it's, it's that, that skill is transferable with every single thing that we do. Oh, I love it. I love the uh, example of the car. Um, I haven't, I've, I've got a driver's license from a young age, I haven't driven the car for years, but put me in the car right now. Yeah, you could be do pretty, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. To say, and you're you're saying it's the same for remembering the good about yourself if you do it enough times with that repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then that confidence about driving the car you can you can put into anything, anything that you want. Mm, absolutely. One, um, so kind of changing the topic a little bit, and I, I think it's quite important in this this day and age, uh, and what what we're going through at the moment, and particularly the last you know two three years maybe, um, we there tends to be a lot of negativity around I'm not saying it's everywhere but there, there's a lot of fear coming in a lot of doubt uncertainty these kind of things you know uh, pandemics uh wars money money situations coming in um and it's quite easy for a lot of us and i, w I wouldn't be human if i didn't say i've been caught up in it at some point yeah, um yeah. we we'll, we'll have uh, but some of us can get quite like drawn onto it on a regular basis and one of the things you you teach us in the institute is about focusing on what we actually want yes. and that can be quite a difficult thing sometimes for people when they've been so so focused um to to make that switch um and it's, it's an amazing question what if what kind of guidance would you give someone if they were really you know caught in that fear mind and they started they wanted to start doing that i mean where would they where'd they start yeah, that's that's an, uh, such a pertinent question for right now, as you said, because everything's going on. Um, I get asked a lot on a lot of times, Joseph, what would you tell your younger self? Um, 
it, you know, if you go back to when you were 15 years old or whatever, what would you tell yourself? And I, I always say, answer it two ways, because I'm going to get to your question. Number one, as I would tell myself to remind myself to remember that this too shall pass, that this, whatever's going on right now is only temporary, it will pass. And then the other thing that I would remind myself is to snap the hell out of it quicker. And what that means is this, you're absolutely right. It is almost everywhere. It's on our phones. It's on our televisions. It's on the radio. It's everywhere, all over the place, the negativity that's out there. But you know what? And I was doing a, uh, a thing on Instagram earlier today about that, that this it, life is cyclical. It's been like this over and over again, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we've been, the, you know, the, the word that they're using now, it's unprecedented times means it's never happened before. Well, yes, it has. Maybe it hasn't happened exactly the way it is right now, but I, you know, I, I liken it to this. People are looking at, let's just look at gas prices. You know, they've never been as high as they are in the U.S. It's six dollars a gallon. It's never been that high. And people are saying, you know, it's the end of the world and all this stuff is happening and everything. In 1972, in the United States, gas prices were 35 cents a gallon. And you know what they were saying? Gas prices have never been this high. It's the end of the world. And it's going to be, you know, it's over and over again. It's the same with the stock market. It's the same with everything. And so back to what I was saying with regard to reminding myself, oh, wait a minute, this too shall pass. This is this is part of the cycle of life. And then to snap out of it and, and recognize that. But how we do that, what you said is it's difficult to, to, to get ourselves out of it. It's not that difficult. Life is much simpler than we've been led to believe. The very thing that is causing so much, so many of us, uh, the, that's feeding us that hysteria, which is our cell phone oftentimes. And, and it might not necessarily be the exact that you're watching the news all the time or whatever. But this device is designed to keep you stressed, designed to keep you scared, to keep you fearful, you know, that you don't have enough or somebody else has this and that and everything. And we get hooked into that. I say use this as a tool to refocus. Johnny, you said it at the very beginning. One of the most important things that a human being can, can do is to remember what they want, to focus on what they want, to determine what it is that you want in these three areas, your health, your happiness, and your financial abundance. And if that's, we call that being wealthy. And if you just determine, here's what I want in my health. I want to weigh this much. I want to have this much energy and I want to look like this. And I'm oversimplifying it, obviously. And in my happiness, you know, I want to wake up every morning with a smile on my face. I want to feel good. I want to have energy about me. I want to have great relationships and I want to have that. And financial abundance. I want to have this much money coming in every month at this much, so on and so forth. And you just have that as being your target then here's what you get to do. You get to mitigate the hysteria by using the very thing that's causing this hysteria in a lot of us. And that is this, you know, I have an iPhone, but all phones have some sort of alarm system or uh, alert system in them. And so I will tell Siri to set an alarm for one hour. And every hour when Siri goes off, guess what I do? is I'll snap out of it. I'll go, okay, wait a minute. Let me grab my list of things that I want. And I'll look at that thing and I'll put a smile on my face. If you just do that, remember repetition is the mother of all skill. Human physics, it's what I call human physics, is whatever you do over and over again, you'll get better and better at. So guess what? You do this for a few days of reminding yourself, oh, guess what I want? This is what I want. Oh yeah, and you keep looking at that. Then guess what? You will start to automatically default to that because people don't have a problem focusing they have a problem refocusing mm. because we get distracted so much 
by all the bad news. So this too shall pass and snap out of it. And that little thing that I just said there about, you know, reminding yourself to snap out of it, you're training yourself to automatically snap out of it, see that you don't have to. So when that news and that bad news comes on, you go, okay, let me see what's going on. Let me do five or 10 minutes of that. And then I'm out. I got stuff to do. I <laughs> uh, like it using your mobile phone to work for you yeah. rather than distracting. Yeah, I love it. And uh, there's you, you had a program, Magnetic Megapreneur, which had a massive impact on, on my life. And I remember just doing the exercise he said, do it once, maybe twice, maybe three times, five if you're mental. So I was doing it <laughs> three to five times a day. And then we did stuff. And then yeah. this, yeah, and then the, these kind of like, then my thoughts, like, I'm like, oh, actually feeling pretty good right now. I know what I want. And then weird stuff starts showing out of nowhere and all sorts. But um, it's, it's, not a, it's not a coincidence. But yeah, again, the repetition is key. And I think a lot of us can do something once and twice and be like, ah, it's not working. <laughs> right sure that that's we're, we're we're taught to be that way you know yeah and again we're forgetting that we walk and talk and ride bicycles and drive cars and write our names and all those things that we didn't think we could do before we could do them mm. and now it's old hat now it's just part of our dna mm. absolutely and li linking on from the question about um knowing what you want and i know you're, you're keen on always keeping things simple else we don't do it if it's not simple yeah. one thing i have talked about uh, quite a lot on this show is the concept of role modeling learning from someone yes. who's further ahead in the journey that's what we're doing in the institute we're we're learning some of the best traits from yourself joseph and we're able to go and impact many people's lives was role modeling something that really helped your success in life no doubt. Of course, it, it's helped everybody. See, mm. people, again, we forget that we already do this stuff, bring it to the forefront and then practicing it. And, and then you start to what we do what I call go further faster. And what that means is, is you learned how to, I said the list before, walk, talk, write, you know, by, ride a bicycle and stuff by, by role modeling somebody else. Either somebody did the hands-on showing you or you witnessed it and you said, let me try that. And you did it over and over again, everything in life that we do it what happens is as we get older and again i really love your your term about overthinking is that we overthink we think i wonder you know i can't do that or there's something wrong with me or i'm not good enough i'm too short i'm too white i'm too black i'm too british i'm too american whatever you know all that stuff that goes on in our minds instead of just going and the the the, the process is called modeling and uh, you know it's it's a, a neuro linguistic uh, programming process or term if you will and that is the the simplistic way or simplest way to put it is that instead of going through the school of hard knocks find somebody that's already done what you want to do and model them and i'll give you the three things and sometimes overthinkers will go well, wait a minute what i'm doing nobody's ever done and you may be <laughs> right and the truth of the matter is somebody's done, done something similar so find something that's done that somebody that's done something similar. And even and especially if some if you if you if somebody has the attitude that, you know, that that uh, that nobody else has done this or whatever, you got to work on that attitude because and, and you can find somebody that's worked on that attitude. That's why we have neuro encoding. And so there's three steps to modeling. You find somebody that's done what you've already that you want to do and you model number one. What they believe about themselves, about what they're doing, about the world around them. We call that their psychology. And I'll tell you some ways that you can do this in a second. And then secondly, 
you model the order that they did things to get to where they are. In other words, if I said to you that I want to, if you come to me and you go, Joseph, I want to build this bicep muscle. Okay. I say to you, okay, well, here's what I believe is that eating at a certain time and, um, and believing that you can. And I believe that, that if you do this many reps and with this much weight and so on and so forth, and I believe that everybody can build, then you write those beliefs down. And all you got to do is look at them. And guess what happens? They start to become your beliefs when you start to take the action. Second thing, you model the syntax or the order or the way that they did things. So when I would say in the very beginning, Johnny, what I did was I went in the gym and I would start with 10 reps of 20 pounds on each arm. Okay. And then I'd go, I'd go up five pounds and then I'd go up five pounds. I would do that five times a week. Okay. So now you have my syntax, the order that I did this. And I'd say, I would eat, you know, five meals a day and I would do this. So as much of that stuff that you can gather. And then I, then the third thing that you do is you model what they physically do. Cause now, now you have the plan and you model what they do. You go out and you do the activity over and over again. You do those three things. It starts to become part of you. You start to believe, you start to believe and you start to do that. And it starts to show up. And uh, nowadays, again, it's so much, it's easier than it was back in the day when there was no internet. You know, now my son calls it YouTube University. <laughs> Go on, you want to learn how to build something, do something, whatever. There's already somebody out there that's made a video and said, here's what I've done. There's courses out there. There's, you know, there's everything out there. It's so much easier. Uh, I didn't, it's so much simpler, shall I say, uh, than it used to be to find somebody that is already doing what you want to do and just model them, just follow those steps. Hmm. And that includes happiness. You can find someone who's really good at being happy. I had a mentor and she was the happiest person I knew. And yeah, I was miserable before I went and found her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I, I wrote a book called uh, get happy now on that exact subject. And there's, there's processes in there. Yes. You hit the nail right on the head, find somebody that's happy and model their beliefs, model their syntax and model the, uh, their, the way that they use their body. You know, they use their, I, I promise you this, a happy person smiles more. Just do that. And it changes everything. It's not just, it's not uh, unicorns and crystals. Literally the brain releases dopamine and, and endorphins and things like that to make you feel happier and make you be happier. Mm. Yeah, and I always love the smiling exercises you, you've given us, just a simple yeah. little one. And kind of my, my last question and something that kind of touches on nicely from that is I want to touch on the concepts of praise, especially yes. for the overachievers we're talking to yeah. right now. I think it's such an important, it's such a simple concept that just ignored a lot of the time and definitely being caught up in that loop of not giving ourselves a pat on the back and praising ourselves for good work. I just wondered if you could say a little bit about the importance of praise for not only building a good relationship with yourself, but also the learning process as well. Yeah, if, if I was to say that the most important part, the most important thing that you can do with regard to conditioning yourself to go further faster, and when I say further faster, I mean, in whatever you do, you know, in being wealthy, healthy, happy, and financially abundant, so that it becomes automatic, and you don't have to effort as much. And so that it happens quicker, and it happens easier is praise. You see, praise is what the nervous system is after from the time that you wake up in the morning, to the time that you go to sleep. Um, I, I don't want to say accolades, but awareness and um, uh, just, just giving yourself some sort of credit for having done 
anything at all. Because remember at the beginning of the podcast, you were talking about um, certainty and confidence. And I said that it comes from people forgetting how much, how awesome they really are. And why they've forgotten is because they have not, they've forgotten one of the most basic fundamental tools of how we grow as human beings. The baby turns around for the very first time in its life and says to the mother and father, they go, ma. The mother and father don't go, the word is mother, you little idiot. You know, you're a stupid baby. Other babies use mother. Why don't you? They never do that. They praise the baby. They don't, the baby didn't get it right. They just go, you know, good girl, good boy, here's a cookie. And they praise the baby. Now in that moment, again, I'm a scientist. So in that, I, I always go back on, let's, let's not just make this something that Joseph says, let's, let's make it, make people understand or help people understand that this is a physiological thing that happens inside of our body. When we get praised, see our body, when that baby gets praised, the baby's nervous system releases dopamine. And you hear me talk about this a lot. And dopamine is the euphoric hormone that the body releases, among other things. And every time that happens, every time, not some of the time, not most of the time, but every time the brain releases dopamine into the body and the body feels good, the brain goes, what just happened before I got this dopamine? And the brain goes, oh, I said, ma. And then it says, okay, let's do it again so we can get some more dopamine. And so that's why the baby keeps going, ma, ma, ma. And if the baby does it over and over again, then guess what? It learns mother and then mama, and it learns how to talk. Now, as fundamental as that is, this is what I call the achiever's fatal flaw. Because achievers feel like, well, you know, I got to, you know, if I'm, if uh, first off, people feel like if they praise themselves, they're being, uh, you know, overconfident or people think that they're stuck up or they're being uh, conceited and that kind of thing. I'm not saying you got to get out there in the middle of Times Square and pound your chest and say, hey, I'm the best, but at least do it in front of the damn mirror, you know, because what happens is the nervous system will finally go, okay, wait a minute. Yes, you are. And it'll remember all of the things that you've done that make you that way. And so what happens is the baby gets to a certain point and it stops getting praise from the parents. And as a matter of fact, in some cases, far too many cases, the parents actually flip the switch and they start to be the ones that criticize them. Your grades are terrible. You know, you you're, didn't clean your room. You didn't do that. And the baby starts to recognize that, wait a minute, you know, that doesn't feel good. And then they start to believe that because they get so much of it. And so what achievers do is they've forgotten it completely. And so between thinking and feeling like, oh, I, you know, this is silly, this is stupid, and, you know, being overwhelmed with, with believing that there's something bad about themselves, they've forgotten that. But listen, right now is the best time to start it. Go to the mirror, look yourself in the eyes and say, I love you. Praise yourself, pat yourself on the back. And don't just praise yourself for the big things that you've done. Praise yourself. And when I say praise yourself, just pat yourself on the back or shake your ass or put a smile on your face or whatever. Um, do it for everything, anything. If you complete a task, if you like in the morning when you complete them, when you finish cooking and eating breakfast, go, that was awesome. I did that. As silly as it sounds, mm. you develop the habit and you start to develop a constant flow of intermittent and consistent dopamine. And the brain just goes, just keep doing more of it. That's where your self confidence, your certainty starts to grow. Wow. Love that. And, and like the small things being so significant to praise it. Well, it being so significant to praise yourself for the small things as well. So we, we forget that. We think it's like a gold medal or going to the yeah. moon, which is impressive if you go to the moon because not many people have. But yeah, it's the small things as well. So Absolutely. Remember yeah. the baby. Yeah, remember the baby. And it applies to adults. 
So, Joseph, uh, really, really enjoyed our conversation. So many golden nuggets today. Um, just before we wrap up, really, um, a couple of things. One, is there any final point that you'd like to share? And then the other, the other question is, where can people find out more about your work and find you? I'll answer your last question first. I, 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 I'm pretty active on Instagram. You can go to I am Joseph McClendon on Instagram. And or you can find me at neuroencoding.com. It's all one word, neuro, N-E-U-R-O. Encoding is E-N-C-O-D-I-N-G.com. And uh, check it out. You know, we've got, it, it, I, we created that uh, so that I can continue to do what the very first question that you asked, and that is help other people and, and, and pay it forward. And my only thing that I ask of anybody is this, if what I've uh, I shared with you or what Johnny shared with you, it's your turn now, pass it on. You don't have to give us credit for it. Just share, you know, here's what I learned today, or this is something that's interesting. Let's talk about that because that way you're helping me, you're helping us do what I said earlier, and that is help as many people as we possibly can. And then lastly, I'll say to everybody, kind of the thing that I, I love to leave people with, and that is this, that just to remember that life is exactly what you dare to make it. And fortune favors the bold. And so the trick to life is to consistently boldly step up and dare to make your life magnificent. I always love those, those words from you, Joseph. Uh, so thank you once again, a massive Massive thank you from everyone, I think, and appreciate your time. So really enjoyed the conversation today. My absolute pleasure, my friend. And thank you for what you do as well. Oh, thank you. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, work on your self-confidence every single day. <laughs>